one of my friends who needed to earn money and he'd call me up and say, hey, Dan, take a look at this. You know, look at this company. Look at this and look at that. And I just read the quick little highlight report and say, oh, it's, you know, it's trading at a penny or trading at two cents. So this is all penny stock stuff. And I'm like, well, this one looks interesting. And I would only read the little bit that he sent me. And it sounded like a cool company. This one, oh, it's poised to go to a dollar. You know, and it's like, you can get in at two cents. And I was like, wow, two cents goes to a dollar. That's 50, that's 50 X. So sure, why not? So, you know, I'd pop in a thousand dollars worth. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever, stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest, Dan Schwartz. Dan, are you ready to rock? Yes, I am ready to rock. All right, let's go. So Dan is an author, senior executive, and investor in sales, marketing, business development, and management with extensive contacts and relationships throughout Asia in many industries through the intense networking and relationship building he's been doing over the past 20 years. We can take some lessons from you, Dan. <laughs> As a co-founder of 3T Networks, members and customers are empowered to build their wealth in both traditional and the emerging cryptocurrency arena. For business builders out there, his 3T Networks, there is a phenomenal business opportunity for people who want to learn and grow. 3T focuses on financial education in both cryptocurrency and Forex, product development, ICO consulting, Bitcoin over-the-counter activities, and personal development products and training to help customers of 3T and members grow. He personally has significant experience in training, selling, and networking. Dan has developed seminars in all three of those areas, as well as emceed for international speakers and hosted a monthly news segment on Channel 3 here in beautiful Thailand. Dan, take a minute and fill in any tidbits about your life. Sure. Thank you very much, Andrew. This one will be fun. I mean, sharing my worst investment, this will be a class of investments. We'll talk about that. A little bit of my life. My first trip to Thailand was in 2000, no, 1998. So we're coming up on just past 20 years for my first trip. Lived over here for the last 14. Love life over here. Beautiful family, wife and little one. And I have an elder one as well. So it's great being over in Asia and great being here and having the opportunity to share some of my experience. So hopefully other people don't make some of the same mistakes. So <laughs> Wonderful. Amen. And for those who are familiar with Bangkok, we are both in the same city, though Dan is north of the city in the Nontaburi area, and I'm kind of smack dab in the middle. So, all right, well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it, and then tell us your story. Sure. The circumstances are a little bit interesting. I had some friends and longtime friends who went to work in the investment research advisory business. So they worked for uh, specialist companies whose job it was to promote stocks to people. And then when people bought the stocks, they would collect the time of day, how much you bought, and they'd get paid commission based on the stock that you were purchasing so that it would help effectively get the word out for the client companies they have. Then I've got all the details of how it all worked. And basically, the owners of the companies were getting paid in stock, 
and then they got bonus and all that. So my friends were making lots of money doing that. So one of my friends who needed to earn money and he'd call me up and say, Hey Dan, take a look at this, you know, look at this company, look at this and look at that. And I just read the quick little highlight report and say, Oh, it's, you know, it's trading at a penny or trading at two cents. So this is all penny stock stuff. And I know with your background, you could probably make lots of comments about penny stock things, but he would send me these and I'm like, well, this one looks interesting. And I would only read the little bit that he sent me. And it sounded like a cool company. This one, oh, it's poised to go to a dollar, you know, and it's like, you can get in at two cents. And I was like, wow, two cents goes to a dollar. That's 50, that's 50 X. So sure. Why not? So, you know, I'd pop in a thousand dollars worth, go to the brokerage and, and say, Hey, can you buy this one? And I don't remember the names of the stocks because there's something about your brain likes to block out bad memories. <laughs> so there, but there were a number of these. So, I would get a call and he'd say, hey, what do you think of this one? And I'd say, hey, Glenn, let me take a look. What do you have on it? Oh, yeah, this looks pretty cool. It's trading at two to three cents. The range, you know, up to seven, eight cents. It's back down to three cents. Oh, this one looks good. No, I'd pop in a thousand bucks and say, hey, Glenn, you know, I just bought 20,000 shares or 25,000 shares of XYZ. You know, approximate trade time was 3 p.m. And this is what I paid. So they could go find it on the level two screen so they could credit them. And I'd sit and watch and it's like, sometimes I won. Sometimes I didn't win. Sometimes I lost all. And it was in total, it was an interesting experience. I would liken it mostly to gambling because I didn't really know. And it's a little embarrassing maybe, but it's, you know, I like to talk about winning and learning, not winning and losing. I mean, I lost money on those. I probably lost all in all across all those investments, maybe 20, 30,000 bucks, maybe a little bit more, maybe 35, 40 grand total, which was not small, but I learned a lot from the experience. So that's my story on basically for me, it was a very bad idea from an investment decision to be playing around with penny stocks recommended by people who are on commission when I buy the stock. So uh, if you have any more questions or I need to embarrass myself further, feel free. Well, now comes the fun part, which is what lessons did you learn from this? Uh, here's what I learned. Well, a couple of things. One, I've taken personality profiling tests. And there's one through a guy that I know when I was a member of his organization. And it's called Wealth Dynamics. And it talks about what areas of energy you have based on your natural personality type. So there's the fire side and then there's the steel side and then there's the earth. And my personal energy is in the fire side. So that's people and sales and business development, things like that. Trading is earth. And I don't have a lot of energy in that realm. So from a personal standpoint, one of the learnings is trading for me is best left to the experts and left to other people. So that's one learning personally, what is your own personal abilities and your personal profile and understanding that. The second thing I learned is stay away from the hype. Third one, greed is not good. Maybe in the movies it is, but greed is not good. And they talk about what the time to be fearful is when others are greedy or something like that, or be greedy when people are fearful. And if it's too good to be true, it, probably is. And the last point, which probably couldn't stress enough, and, and we use personally in our company when we talk to people, is go with experts who have a verifiable track record that you can look at yourself and read the material, or if you're talking trading things, go with someone who has a verifiable positive track record. And just remember always that 
past performance never guarantees future results because none of us can predict the future. Crazy things can happen in the world that nobody could foresee. But for sure, listening to someone who's on commission pitching you is probably not the smartest thing you can do when it comes to buying stocks or putting money into investments. That's the high level learnings that I got. Great. Let me summarize what I take away from it. There's a few things, you know, you went through a lot of good points. I think the first thing is that when it comes to investing, I like to tell people, most important thing is never invest in something where somebody calls you introducing it. Now, when you think about it more deeply, most people will think, what are you talking about? I mean, how are you going to find out an investment idea? But my point is, is that when somebody's calling you about an investment idea, absolutely they are compensated in some way for doing that. People aren't just getting on the phone and randomly calling people for the benefit of the receiver of the call. And I think that's the second point that I would make. So I would say, think about don't invest in things that people call you about. Now, of course, you're going to, and you know, we are going to consider things, but you know, beware of the messenger in that case. And I think also we have to be careful that there are some areas where our minds can be taken over by the excitement of it. And penny stocks are a great example where, I mean, you already, you got me excited when I heard you're going to buy it at two cents and it could go to a dollar. What's a dollar? A dollar's nothing. And that's 50 times, as you said. And there's all kinds of tricks that our minds can play on ourselves to say, what's the downside? You know, it's, it's at one. What could it go to? And so I think that that's also another thing is to think about how uh, there's a great book on my bookshelf behind me called Your Money and Your Brain. And it talks about how investing is really truly a physical thing. It causes a physical reaction in ourselves. And we do things based upon emotions as well as mental triggers that are going on. And so I think the last thing I would say is just that also, you know, what you want to make sure is that your interests are aligned with the people that are helping you with investing as best that you can. You can never perfectly align, but that is what I would say. Anything you'd add to that? Yeah. The main thing I would add is don't invest in things you know nothing about. The second point, if you talk trading, not because that was really trading, more than just investing. It wasn't long-term value investing that researched the company and it's going places, they're disrupting the industry, they're doing something nobody else is doing. So this is a stock that could go you know, to $5, $10, $50, $100 over time. So now's a good time to get in. That was trading. And one of the things we've learned in, in the work that I've done with our current company is take 100% of the emotion out of trading. And if you get rid of the emotion, you get rid of the greed, do your own research, learn. Then if you're going to make your own trading or investment decisions, you do it kind of with cold calculation, not with this, how rich am I going to be and how much, you know, and getting greedy and, and fear of missing out. All those kind of things we saw in the cryptocurrency arena happening. So that's the learning. And the key message I'd say is, hey, take the emotion out and if you really want to do your own trading and your own investing, do the research, get the information from experts and look at a whole bunch of them, the contrarians and all that, and then make an informed decision based on some you know, verifiable strategy. And the last point, if you're going to take advice from somebody or you're going to let them trade, check what their track record's been, both in down markets and in up markets, because anybody 
can make a lot of money in an up market because it's likely that <laughs> many asset classes or many investments will grow in an up market. But what happens in the down market? You know, do they really know what they're doing to not lose you all your money in a down market and enable you to make some? So those are the key learnings that, that I got. Yep. So let's now bring it down to that one, uh, you know, based upon this story and what you've continued to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? They're going to get a call from somebody, a friend or not a friend. They're going to be shown a chart of a stock and they're going to see that and it's going to be attractive. The guy's not going to call unless he's got an attractive looking stock. He's going to send you some little bits of research enough that you can kind of get a feel of what this company is and all of that. And now that person who's listening to this podcast is at that moment of decision-making and what advice would you give them to not suffer the same fate at that moment? Don't do not make that decision in the moment. Anybody that pushes you to buy over the telephone when you do not even know them, there's way more to it than that. And there's all kinds of psychology of, of how to get you to act and fear of missing out, take it away, all those kind of things. Anybody pushes you to do that, run quickly. Okay. I that's think that's my main piece of advice. That's a fantastic way to wrap it up. To give an example of one of the ways that we can do this, and this is not for trading, but for physical things. I knew a gym that I wanted to sign up to a long time ago, and I knew that you could negotiate with them, you know, better terms. So I decided to go to meet with them and negotiate it. But what I did is I left my wallet and any money at home. <laughs> so it was just simply impossible for me to buy at that moment. And that just bought me time to negotiate and think about what I was getting into. And that's just one of the many tricks. So let me ask you, Dan, what is your number one goal for the next 12 months? Uh, my number one goal for the next 12 months, recover from the last 12 months with the craziness in the markets and, and be in a position both personally and professionally to take advantage of what's happening now and what we've learned with the markets, both in the crypto space and in the uh, Forex and stocks, to be able to help more people to be successful. And if they're successful, we're successful. So that's my personal goal if I look at finances and business. And then the last goal is I have a three and a half year old and to watch him grow and spend time to try and instill and teach and, and help him grow so that when he gets old enough, he'll have the benefit of you know, past experience and past mistakes. And he can make a whole different set of mistakes than his father made. <laughs> well, that's golden time for sure. So I'm glad to hear that goal. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. And as we wrap up, Dan, thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Parting words, just be careful with your money. Take the emotion out and think and don't let the greed part take over. And I liked your idea on the gym thing to leave your wallet and <laughs> credit card and debit card home so you're forced to think about it. That's a great analogy and I appreciate that one. Amen. Well, I particularly like the one of uh, try to put your greed aside also. So fantastic. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and most importantly, protect our wealth, fellow risk takers. I'll see you on the upside.